A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Oh my god, Stephen, that video you posted on Facebook today. What the heck was that? You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was yesterday's comedy downhill run and I don't want to do that again. But <laughs> I just kind of lost my inside and then leaned back and lost my outside and I was glad the the ground went out from underneath me so I could get my my feet back under me and keep going. Like a cat right there. It's kind of funny. I was like, wow, okay. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> well, this is Stephen Nyman, yeah. Slopeside, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Stephen's joining us from Wengen, uh, Switzerland. I mean, your recovery there was incredible. I cannot imagine coming out of being in that situation you were in and being able to pull it up, pop right up, and keep going. What's going through your head when something like that happens? reactionary at that point but um basically just uh oh this could be bad and then when the ground dropped away from me it was like oh cool i'll get back on my skis and i said no that wasn't very fast but i'll keep going yeah run goes and then get up like 20 seconds or something in that downhill run but um tried my legs at slalom yesterday as well and that was Humbling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my next question for you. <laughs> oh, I guess it's okay. <laughs> so what's it like to go into a slalom course after you've been spending so much time on the speed events? I've I've trained a lot of G. Yeah, correlates much better than uh, than slalom to downhill. But um, basically, I've trained three days of slalom, and it's all been on very very soft snow. And that course was injected ice. And I, 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 I had a couple runs earlier that day on the soft snow. I was like, yeah, I got this. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I, I started like pushing for speed instead of just trying to make the gates. And I got on that ice and I wasn't pushing for speed. I was just trying to make the gates. <laughs> Now, how does the combi downhill compare to tomorrow's downhill? Is it the full course? So, Stephen, how did the combi downhill compare with today's downhill? I know earlier we were talking about heavy snows might really affect it. Um, did you run the same course? Yeah, today we ended up running the same course, but the initial plan was to wake up from the upper part to give us the full course because there's a rule of you have to have a training run down all the sections of the course 
Um, but there's too much snow overnight, so we just stayed on the shorter course, which still is a minute 50 long. Um, so I was actually kind of happy about that. <laughs> I'm really that course is just the inside of things. Um, I I shouldn't be good at, but <laughs> my my legs didn't really want to burn that much today. But uh, today it was a little slower with that new snow too. Um, but it was funky because the first five seven guys had good sunlight, and then it got darker and darker. The, the fog came in, and they had a lot of holds, and uh, the snow was in and out the back of the pack really had very little chance. So um, there's a that came into 15th from the back, but other than did much from back. So, Stephen, I'm curious, with the classic courses such as Vengen, you know, they've got uh, the corners have names, and but I'm thinking there's got to be changes to the sets each year. Are there? There's subtle changes, but for the most part, the course stays the same. Uh, this is a traditional downhill, and it's cut down the mountain, and you weave down the mountain, and you follow the trail, whereas kind of the more modern downhill, there's a, a bigger open face that you're going to turn across and... and move down in that fashion. Um, these old downhills have been the same for a long, long time, and they 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 broaden the trail, make it a little wider, and create a little more swing to some of the turns because ski technology is advanced and, and we're gaining higher and higher speeds. The other year we broke 100 miles an hour here. It's... Uh, it, they, they adapt, but it really hasn't changed that much from when I started racing world cup 10 years ago that's interesting i for some reason thought of formula one racing when you brought up you broke 100 miles an hour um because it seems like technology we want to go faster spectators want to see more speed but at the same time they then try to slow it down what do you prefer it's more safety i'll go as fast as i want to go if, if i'm feeling safe <laughs> It's just a matter of how safe is it. And this year, we had to inject the slope because the snow was pretty rotten when we got here. So it was pretty icy and bumpy. And when you're coming down into a compression turn that's not that smooth at 100 miles an hour, that's not sweet to approach that. <laughs> but uh, when, when it is smooth, you can attain some pretty high speeds. So it just, it's just how it all pans out, how how you see it. And, and we've had a good, we have an athlete rep at every race that basically represents all the athletes. And we kind of talk to him if there's any issues we have with the course. And then um, we have all the fist guys that come in and, and predetermine the size of jumps and the terrain features and all that. Now, an injected course, you obviously had the same on the downhill as you did on the slalom. How does what's the feel like that on your skis as compared to natural? Well, that's that's been. I usually like it, but um, some of the turns weren't that smooth, especially the Minch Conte, which is where I had that mistake where I slid off on my hip. But also the first turning around, I landed and my inside ski. I kind of did the splits and then threw them sideways, and I lost a lot of time. 
there. And then today I landed and got compressed in this little roll and just wasn't, it's eating me up all week, but I actually usually really like that turn. So um, it's the the hardness of the snow is what's really kind of taking me by surprise. When I land off that jump, I'm just like, whoa, this is giving me some hard feedback. And consciously I need to drive forward and really remain over my skis. But the moment you hit the hard snow, you tend to, sit back and resist it and um i wish i could have another chance at it <laughs> which uh downhill did you prefer for your own performance the combi or today uh today for sure um i had i had that mistake but it was the best i skied that turn all week and then the karen and s it's called it's where you're going down the cat track basically just facing a wall and you got to do a 90 degree turn and then another 90 degree turn and you're going in there at 60 you come out at probably 45 50 and uh i i not i dialed that in today i was pretty proud of that turn and same with the long and dry it's kind of the super g turns in the middle of the course but then i came out of the really fast section the Hotting shoes, and I had, I think I had the fastest speed today down that, but uh, coming out of that, I got compressed and, and lost my foot, so I lost a lot of speed there, but uh, other than that, I was I was happy with my run. The bottom, I was actually really proud of the bottom. I had, a, I think, a top 10 split in there, and I really sent it into there with confidence and didn't lose much time. I think I only lost two tenths down there, where in the past, I've lost up to three quarters of a second so now you said you were bringing your boots back to where you had them set up uh last year notice any difference in your in your feet um i i just basically got a brand new pair of boots and i said <laughs> i'm running these i feel comfortable in them in training and i'm gonna run them this whole week i don't want to question too much and i'm i'm happy with them i had a lot of fast splits uh, my my race run, I had three top ten splits, and then two really bad splits, and then in training, I had a lot of top ten splits, top five splits. But um, I just make dumb mistakes, so I know I have the speed. It's just all about limiting those mistakes and and clearing my head of whatever's going on in there. I gotta ask. I know you're on Fisher. Are you using the vacuums? I used to use the vacuums, um, but essentially we have all these boot workers that are molding it to our our feet currently, and um, and they're making plastics that are built for us. For me, I'm 100 kilos, something that's stiff enough to really resist me. And then it's it's yes and no. Essentially, it's molded to my foot, but it's not what the public are exactly buying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I, and I'm sorry to get way off on boots, but I'm just thinking of, you know, the hard snow, the changing snow conditions that you've been racing in, and just such a tiny movement in your foot affects what your ski does so much. Yeah. Um, that's. I think boots are the most important tool you have. And if they're not dialed in, then you could have the fastest skis in the world, and it's not going to 
make that much of a difference. You have to be balanced. You have to transmit your body's energy into the ski and control it. And if you're not confident in communicating in that manner, then it's not going to happen. So uh, boots are definitely a number one. Well, Stephen, I want to get way into this type of a conversation maybe next week when we have some more time. I know you're pressed, and uh, I just want to congratulate you on, again, an amazing recovery that you did and, and you know, putting in a fine performance. Uh, thanks. It's, I've been hovering around 15 this whole year. I've had a ninth of 14, two sixteenths. I was 16th today, and then at that 126th place, I think. Um, I really hope to get into the top 10 again and, and push for more. I've been consistent, but I've, consistency to me has been fast, but with mistakes. And once I clean those mistakes up, I know I can put it in there. So it's just a, a matter of really being confident in myself and trusting myself. And, and that's kind of my, my focus right now. What's coming up next? The Hanencom Kitzbühel next stop, the big dog, uh, 60,000 people in the finish area. The hill's ready, apparently. Uh, they had snow issues, but it's fine. It got cold in Europe, so it should be good. Look forward to talking with you soon. Right on. Thanks, George. Stephen Nyman, Slopeside. Stephen joining us from Bengen, Switzerland. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. 